0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening from wherever you're listening to me from. You're with your girl Maeve Cheryl, on the Rowest Podcast in town. This is the Cycles Podcast. Hey, the first week has been drama- Upon drama on social media, it's been wild because recently Fenty uh, launched in Africa. I'm sure a lot of you saw that on social media, and the Kenyan scene was a mess. I truly, honestly, was very disappointed with um, how the Kenyan influencers decided to show up at that event. There was literally zero effort on how uh, on the dressing. It was very disappointing. And then you compare it to countries like South Africa, you compare it to countries like, was it Zimbabwe or Zambia? And girls went all out. And here, we had people who have no business even being in the music industry showing up at that event. It's, it was wild. It was wild. But then, um, as usual, guys on Twitter took that... Out of proportion and ended up attacking people really viciously. And it was a whole mess. It was a whole mess. But I, I'm, I'm definitely very disappointed. On this episode, I'm going to continue from where we left um, on the previous episode. Where Doris and I talked about um, age in relationships. So here, it's, a go- it's going to be a bit general. So I'm going to be talk- taking you through the Cycles EP. For those of you who have been religiously listening to this podcast, know that I am a singer, songwriter. It is very evident in my pages as I have my music on various platforms. You can find my music on iTunes, on YouTube, on Spotify, wherever you listen to your music from, you'll find my music. So this episode will just take you through the songwriting process and my mental space while I was writing the EP. So I saw a tweet. Someone said, I they'd rather die than open up to their friends at indoors Jiskekwa podcast. I don't know. I feel like uh, that's a very, like, if you're dating an artist or if you're dating someone who is in the creative scene, whether they're a poet or they're a writer, I think you'd better be prepared to read about yourself on some of their works or to hear about yourself in their music or to hear stories that relate to how you guys. Um, were in the course of your relationship. So this is me now with the Cycles, the Cycles EP. So as an artist, I channel a lot of my feelings through writing. So it's either I journal or, or i write it in my music. And even the podcast came as a result of that. Like I, I, the podcast started when I had COVID. I got COVID last year. So I was quarantining at home. And then that's how the podcast was born. So it's, it, was, it was just an outlet for me to like cure the boredom at that time and then it worked and so we're here with it. So that's the same thing that um, happens with my music. So when I write music, I write either from my personal experience or I will write from an experience someone close to me has had. Or I can cook up a very hypothetical situation and just write about it and just develop the story as we go. It's basically like composition writing the way you used to do it in high school. But now with emotions and all those things that um, being a singer comes with. So the Cycles podcast, the Cycles EP, sorry, the Cycles EP came about um, as a very, it was a very random idea. I had uh, just met, uh, I met, uh, I met the producer who produced Cycles EP through a friend on Instagram And then when we met, uh, we talked the way you just uh, get acquainted with each other. We talked, we talked. And in the process of talking, I had a lot of stories. And he was like, you know what? We can just make an EP from um, everything you've told me and all those things. So that's how the idea was born. But uh, we didn't have a name for the project then. I knew I just wanted to write an EP. And I knew there's a particular story I wanted to reference. But I didn't have a name so what uh, my songwriting process is is that uh I never used to write to beats previously. I used to write to I used to write the melodies and everything from scratch from my head. So now when I met this person um his name is Oscar shout out to him. He's um one of four at the uh we have a group it's called Time Smith those are the guys I work with with my music on my music. So when I, when I met him, the songwriting process shifted and now I was writing to existing beats. So he'd like send something on a loop and then it would play. And if I liked it, uh, he'd build on the loop and make it like structure it into a song the way you have a vast chorus and then a vast or a bridge or something of the sort. And then you go back to the chorus. Just uh, That's basically, that's how an ordinary song is structured. So that's what he'd do and then send over the beat and then I'd just get to work on the beat already um the beat uh funnily the beat would inspire emotions and so i'd know exactly what i'm going to write about in that moment so the first song i wrote out of the ep was bigger person and i got the beat uh from his computer and it played and immediately the chorus came to me so if you've listened to bigger person it goes like um Funny how I seem like the only one who cares Funny how I want to make you stay But you don't want it Funny how I'm the bigger person And the lesser person At the same time, yeah, yeah. So, I think the words in that song Are very self-explanatory um, It's literally me saying uh I think I was at a point of exhaustion because you find that in a lot of relationships uh, there's usually n- no balance. And if even if there is, it's usually for a while and then the balance is disrupted and all those things. And then you find, mostly during conflict times, um, you find that um, the ego comes into play a lot for most people. So they'd rather die than quash the beef with you. They'd rather silent treat you than quash the beef with you. They'd rather just act awkward as opposed to addressing the situation as it was. And I felt like um had been a, the bigger person in a lot of the relationships that I had had previously. And the one that I was specifically referencing in this song again, I felt like I was the one that was always reaching out and being like, Hey, um, I think we are drifting. Uh, What's happening? Um. Or, hey, I feel like you don't talk to me so much these days. What's happening? You know, all those things. And uh, when there was conflict, you're like, hey, I'm sorry. I'm sorry if I made you feel bad and all those things. I don't know. I just feel like when I think about it, I feel like, okay, Uh, I was wilding. I was wilding. Like, it's okay to be the bigger person. I mean, it's, I'm not uh, telling you guys or I'm not... Um, diminishing that aspect of me of like uh, being a prompt uh, conflict resolver or something of that sort but I feel like sometimes it's okay not to be the bigger person especially if you feel like you take a lot of the steps to resolve conflict within your relationship like I I feel like a relationship is a two-way street so it should be 50-50 from all those sides and even on those days that it's 80-20 it's fine But let it not be the norm that it's just one person always giving, 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 giving and another person is taking, taking, taking. And yeah, that's where I was coming from with the bigger person song. So I wrote it from a point of exhaustion. So again, it says um, I'm the bigger person, but at the end of the day, I feel like the lesser person because there's a way there's a way it just happens to you when you're the person that's always reaching out. You're the person that's always looking for this other person. You're the person that's always ready to quash beef but while this other person is ready to extend beef for months and months and months. There's a way it takes from you and there's a way it eats from you when you sit down and start critically thinking about it. So that's what bigger person was literally saying. It was saying, How comes I'm the one that's always quashing beef? How comes I'm the always I'm always the one that's trying to reach out to you, but then I feel like it's like I am left with nothing. That was the first song I wrote it, and we got it in the box immediately. And I was so excited about the project. And I knew, ah, here I am making a Grammy worthy. <laughs> Even if not now, maybe years later. Who knows? So the second song I wrote off the EP was um Not Enough. So initially I got the beat again. The song took a rather different uh the song. The song I wrote, um, Not Enough, was a song I had written initially. But then the song I had written initially was not adding up. So I just decided to change the lyrics and then change the flow and then write Not Enough. So when I was writing Not Enough, my mind frame was in the state of... uh, Like I was literally saying... See this boy I met he was such a catch, like when I met him first he was he was all these things I'd imagine a man to be, and this is this happens to us a lot in the honeymoon stage, like you meet someone and they are everything you don't see red flags at that time um and I think Doris made a very important point about red flags like we always try to see the best in people, and this happens a lot in the initial stages where even if something is amiss, you'd miss it so at this time at this at that at this point, I was. This boy was such a catch. He was everything and all these things. But then when those things started changing, when honeymoon phase in Aisha and the rose-colored glasses fall off, I'm not sure that's what happened to him, but now I'm assuming because I was writing that song from my perspe- perspective. <laughs> from my perspective. Um, because now they switched up on me, I felt like, eh. And it's such a bad feeling. I know a lot of you have experienced it. I know everyone does. I know if there's someone also experiencing it right now as they're listening to this episode. But I think that's just your mind playing tricks on you. And just because a situation doesn't work out, I feel like it's very important to separate yourself from... to separate your self-worth from uh, relationships and from all the things that go wrong in your life. And then when such things happen... Um I feel like it's very important to stay grounded and remember it doesn't necessarily have to be about you. You're not necessarily the problem and stuff like that. So that's in while writing not enough, I was in the position of feeling like maybe I was the problem after all, and all those things. So that was the second song that we got in, and it was very easy to write and it was very easy to get the nini, to get the BGVs. And if you listen carefully to those songs. Um, the voice doing the BGVs uh, belong to Oscar. The voice is Oscars. Because uh, one fact about me is that I have trouble harmonizing it. Well, I don't know why it happens. But I have a problem creating harmonies. Like I can create the basic of harmonies. But then like building on it and all those things, I can't do it. And so it helps to have like people um, jumping on the song. And that's basically what um, an artist's life involves. Basically different ideas being brought on board to make that one body of work. So the next song I wrote on the EP was, was it, was it Karma? Was it Karma? Yeah, it was Karma. So even Karma started off as a completely different song. In my head, it was making sense, like the beat and the song, but then when I sang it to Oscar, he's like, hey, there's a disconnect. And the moment he said that is when I really could hear the disconnect. So there and then I switched up um the flow of the song to to make it mesh with the with the beat and everything. So in like 2 minutes we had the song together. And so I sang I sang it and I think yeah, I sang it and then he came up with the BGVs and I was like, and he was telling me what to do, but but because I also took time to like I've, as like I've explained creating harmonies is a bit of a challenge for me and all those things. So when he says sing one thing, I sing another thing. <laughs> it was a, it was a whole mess. So he had to hope on it and um, the BGV turned out so great and we had Karma, such a nice song. So the last song I wrote was Changes and then Changes is basically now me saying, no, let me tell you, oh, Karma. Karma basically is telling someone, it's like at this point, I can't do anything to you it says kuchapa junitaki. taki siezi nimelia imechoka siezi uh like there's basically nothing i can do to you so i'm gonna let the universe deal with you so that's what karma says it says karma is a bitch like you've done me daddy cuz at that point you know when relationships end sometimes that they end naturally and they end uh, because that The course of the relationship is done and all those things but even there's always one party that feels like they were played and all those things i haven't told you the story and the story at that time before like i sat with it and like internalized and even maybe um looked at the person who on who was on the other side as a human being to like just understand why this thing wasn't working at that time i felt like i had been done dirty at that time, I didn't want to hear any ati, you know, understand, jury life situations happen and all those things. Me, I knew I was done dirty and I was done dirty and I didn't care for any other explanations. So I really wanted the world to take revenge for me. They say revenge is for the Lord. Like that's what, that's what basically Karma was saying. I was asking God, the universe, like whoever can help me at this point, do this nigga the same way he has done me or yanni all those things. So the last song I wrote was Changes. Changes is basically now I was just basically ranting about. You know when uh before a relationship ends you see these things coming. Uh you see these things coming. Because I think love happens in stages. There's the honeymoon stage where everything is blissful where you're texting each other good morning, you're texting each other good afternoon, you're texting each other good good night. Nikaba dozi adawa yeah 1 times 3. Like you're Apo, apo, texts in a jibiwa in seconds, a video call, Munalala na, Munalala na nini, FaceTime, time you are on, kiss no, and all that nonsense. <laughs> I'm calling it nonsense because it's, I mean, it's sweet when it happens, but it, uh, I don't know. So there's that stage where everything is okay, everything is wonderful, like this person can do no wrong, you don't see the red flags, everything is beautiful, and then. Honeymoon stage honeymoon Kuisha, they start telling you they are not a good texter. I know you've heard this a lot. They start telling you they are not a good texter. They start telling you they are busy. They start telling you they are still a And I get into the middle of a lot of relationships and all those things. feel like you a you start to feel the drift. You start to feel the emptiness and all those things. And then oh, there's the... Full-blown stage where the relationship kind of in a kufa. So that's what changes basically was. So um I was literally, I was literally telling this guy, you, Manze, I'm seeing these changes, you're changing. Um and then as women, when someone is changing, the first thought is always auto, is automatically. To assume that there's another woman, so even in changes, I did say that like you're here with me, but then you're thinking of another person. Um, but the, the reality could be different. Like your guy could be changing because anyway, yeah, life is getting hard and all those things again, which should be communicated. But in this instance, I felt like it was another woman and all those things. So that's what I was ranting about in changes. And then I think I've talked about I've talked about uh, not enough is a first first song. Then we have karma, then we have bigger person, and then we have changes. So, um, indeed, the, the project was about a failed relationship that I had before. So I was putting it down on paper. And then after I released it, like the guy and I got on good, back on good terms. And I was like, do you know who I wrote the EP for? I wrote the EP for you. And they were like, Ay, yeah, for real? Let me go and listen to it. Nini. I don't know if they agreed with some of the things that I said but as I've told you when I was writing it I was I just was boxed to one perspective. Um, I didn't care to understand the space he was in at that time. uh, The reasons that informed like his decision of bailing out of the relationship and all those things. But now that I'm older I think I wrote it in 2020. (laughs) When I say older it sounds like I'm 25 or something but it's just two years later but I feel like a lot has changed and I got to hear their perspective and all those things and I got to see them through a human lens and I think that's one of the things um I'd like to tell you from this if you if the story about the EP doesn't interest you like take this one point away like and because I've seen a lot of people post about heartbreaks and on Twitter and everything and I'm not a heartbreak expert because I also even me when I get downtime my downtime because a relationship has ended it's downhill, completely downhill. So um, it's not a code a lot of us have cracked. I don't think anyone has cracked like how to deal with a heartbreak and all those things. But I'm, I'm, one thing I'd like to tell you is to, one, separate your self-worth from... Whatever fails, like even if it's your career, even if it's your relationship, even if it's your friendship, separate how you view yourself from those things. And then I feel like it it'll be much better. You wouldn't end up feeling worthless just because something has not worked. You wouldn't end up being too harsh or being too hard on yourself just because something has not worked and and all those things. The other thing I'd like you to take away from this is that um, it takes two to tango. So your perspective could be Completely different from what is actually on the ground. So, you could be assuming that this person is changing because there's another woman, you start causing drama and all those things. But the reality is, they could be struggling with something and um, they could not, they might not be ready to like discuss whatever it is they're struggling with and all those things. But, my advice in such a situation would be to try as, as hard as you can for as much as you can. Um, do not extend yourself more than they're willing to like um be open to receive, or do not extend yourself beyond how they're willing to extend themselves and just take what works for you. And if you realize that something is not working, you can take a step back and leave it to the leave it to the universe and leave it to God. And yeah. So that's how the cycles EP came about. And I haven't given up on music For those of you that are asking I might have something in the works For you guys So just be on the lookout And thank you for listening to this episode See you on the next one Make sure to follow us on our social media pages at cycles underscore podcast on Instagram or my personal page at Maeve Sherrill on Instagram and at Maeve Sherrill 1 on Twitter